You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how are you today? I'm tremendous. The uh, NFL season has concluded, and I, I gotta say, I often have a, it's always a weird couple weeks for me. It's somewhat of a uh, Super Bowl hangover, I guess. I mean, a l- little bit of just finding right. my feet. I mean, and my weeks are different to become such a creature of habit that it's always an odd week or two, but sometimes it's a relief as well. Yeah, I understand that. We, we've celebrated the offseason a couple of times already on here, but now we're we're yeah. officially there. Um, it feels like uh, it feels like everybody becomes a, a dynasty expert <laughs> or, or at least a dynasty player the day after the Super Bowl, the couple days after the Super Bowl. So uh, we welcome all that because, uh, you know, the more dynasty talk, the better. I'm as cool as I'm well. concerned. Spread the word on this podcast, too. It's been doing really well. So maybe, but bet it even picks up now that dynasty season is taking over. Absolutely. Yeah. I hope so. Well, Matt, we are going to continue our Dynasty team building series. Uh, we started this last week. Basically what we're doing, guys, in case you missed it, we're looking at the early rounds of Dynasty Superflex ADP. We found that over at Dynasty League Football where you can uh, find most of my work. Uh, we're going round by round and, uh, and and basically making picks. If this was... If these were the players we were choosing from, who would we take? We're talking about our our strategy. We're talking about uh, specific players that we would would target, would avoid, uh, and, and that's kind of what we're doing. We'll do this uh, on today's show as well as tomorrow and soon uh, over at DLF, and we'll certainly discuss it here as well. We will have brand new ADP, and that February ADP Matt is always exciting. Because you know who's there. Ah, very the fun. rookies. That'll be a the blast. rookies are there. So we'll we'll have Trevor Lawrence. We'll have uh, Najee Harris and and all Jamar Chase and and all these guys will be in the ADP for the first time. We'll be sharing that data, like I said here, and you can find it at DLF and and everywhere else. We'll talk about it a lot. And, and we can promise you, we'll be highlighting these rookies a lot going forward too. I mean, we'll, we'll get you guys filled in. Absolutely. So, Matt, let's continue this process. We did rounds one and two last week. Uh, we'll do round three today. We'll do round four tomorrow. And we'll see if we take it any further than that. Uh, but for now, round three, uh, you, you've got some interesting choices here. Let's go back and catch everyone up uh, Catch everyone up on what you did last week. Again, this is super flex data. So, of course, quarterbacks are going to be valued much higher than your normal one quarterback league. Because of that, Matt took Patrick Mahomes with his first pick. The way we're doing this, again, if you missed last week's shows, are we're breaking each round in half. So Matt had the top six players, according to that ADP, to choose from. He, of course, took Patrick Mahomes, who is the 1.01 right now. Uh, I don't think that changes even after... After the no. Super Bowl, Matt, he's still the top guy in Superflex Dynasty for sure. You got Patrick Mahomes, therefore you had to choose from the uh, second six players in the second round. Of course, you get the early first round pick, you get the late second round pick. We know how that goes. You had a lot of running backs to choose from there. You couldn't go quarterback. There wasn't one in that 
uh, pool of players. So you went with Nick Chubb. So you started Patrick Mahomes, Nick Chubb. We are here in round three. You get the to choose from the top half. That's 3.01 to 3.06. And I'm really interested to see what you do here. Uh, we, we don't talk about this before the show. We, we make these picks uh, basically live as we have this discussion. I want to see what direction you go uh, because we talked a lot last week that both of us, if we have the chance, like to build around that quarterback position. Sure. You've, already, you've already got the best one in the game. But you're looking for a QB, two. You didn't get one in the second round. Maybe you go that direction here. Uh, so before we uh, before I, we talk about the exact players available, just talk a little bit more about your strategy, your general strategy, when you're building a Superflex Dynasty team. Yeah, and going into this, and it's tough when you're obviously picking, it's a little different for our exercise. If you're picking first, or at the end of the round, sometimes it can be different, and that's why I kind of like to pick in the middle, because as the rounds go on, you can kind of pass on a guy and still have a chance to get him, but oh well. Um, in general, just rule of thumb, I would love two of my first three picks to be real solid starting every week type quarterbacks, preferably young, of course, but that's not the end of the world, because this position lasts. And receivers are going to be well down my list. I mean, there's so many great ones, but... Uh, that's the thing. There's so many. I can live with some other guys that are borderline starters if I'm strong elsewhere. So that's my intentions coming in. We'll see if I stick with it in this pick, though. Okay. I like that plan. So basically the depth of the wide receiver position tells you you can wait there. I totally agree on that. Um, what about one thing we haven't talked about too much, I don't think, is kind of the win now versus productive struggle uh, mindset or are you choosing players and and hoping to to bring down a title in that first year or do you find yourself yourself slanting more towards youth and and kind of the long-term view I'm greedy with my startups no matter what the format in that I want to balance I want to ride the fence of being able to win now if I get a break or two but also preparing myself for the long term, hopefully adding a future pick in the process of note. But that's greedy. That's hard to pull off. If I have to pick one or the other, I lean towards later as opposed to going all in for today. If I'm going to, when in doubt, I'm going to pick the youth. Uh, Yeah, that's certainly me for sure. Um, You know, years ago when I wrote that Productive Struggle article, Focusing on youth was was viewed as kind of a negative thing and certainly not a play that could help you win in the short term. But uh, as we've gone over the past few years, the really we've seen young players become more and more successful, score big time points earlier and earlier in their career, even as rookies. Matt, let's get to the players that you have to choose from. Again, these are the top six players in the third round. Matt is going to pick one of them and tell us why he's adding this player to his team of Patrick Mahomes and Nick Chubb. 3.01 is Justin Jefferson, the record-breaking rookie, or now, now second-year player, I guess we can call him, uh, receiver for the Vikings, George Kittle, Josh Jacobs, Stefan Diggs, C.D. Lamb, and Ryan Tannehill. So we've only got one quarterback. Uh, we've only got one running back. 
and and three receivers and two including two guys coming off pretty successful rookie years very successful in the case of Justin Jefferson again you've got Mahomes you've got Chubb what are you doing now here's my plan with these six to choose from is I like Tannehill he's put up really good numbers since being the starter in Tennessee but I'm worried about losing Arthur Smith I think Corey Davis and or Jonu Smith is going to be gone that offensive line gives me a little bit of pause. I just think that offensive offense in general is due for a step back next year. Maybe Henry can't keep up his same pace, although I love A.J. Brown. So I'm not sure he'd even be my favorite quarterback available, but he'd be right there with Stafford or um, some other guys. So I'm going to hold off on Tannehill because I'm worried about the Titans a little bit for this rich of a pick. Um I like Josh Jacobs a lot. I'm very impressed with him as a football player. But he still isn't catching passes at the degree that I think he's capable or that I need him to for a pick at this spot. And his durability worries me. I mean, even at Alabama, he wasn't a full-time guy. He runs so hard and is so competitive. He seems like he gets injured. I know it's only been two years, but he's missed time in both years. So I'm a little down on him, but boy, I like his style of play. Um, Justin Jefferson, to me, is a tremendous value here. I mean, if you're going to take a receiver, that's great. I mean, <laughs> we, we talked about him just a show or two ago about how valuable he truly is. So I would take him over Diggs or Lamb if I'm going wide receiver. But I'm just not going wide receiver. Um, I had mentioned last show, I was a little intrigued to to marry Kelsey and Mahomes because, boy, playing against my team with those two every week would really be hell. But I think Kittle's the better dynasty asset than Kelsey, and Kelsey's not on the board for me, and my hunch is I'm not going to get him next round. So I'm going to take George Kittle. Oh, man, that is that is not really where I expected you to go. I, I wasn't sure what I expected. I I think I would have taken Justin Jefferson, but I cannot blame you. Again, we talked about that receiver depth. I can't blame you for taking the the weekly advantage that is George Kittle. We we saw Kelsey have that that tremendous season, and and honestly, uh, I think the expectation is that Kittle basically does similar things and, and gives you um, gives you that big advantage over. Yeah almost every other team in your league. So getting getting Kittle or, or Kelsey um, is a huge leg up on everybody else. Uh, I like it. I like it. So you, you've got Mahomes, Chubb, and Kittle through three rounds. No wide receivers, which sounds like uh, basically exactly what you would have planned. Yeah, the receiver thing for sure. I don't know that I would have taken a tight end in my top three picks, but I do think having Kittle and Kelsey – is like having an extra starter, and I always hate playing against those guys in redraft or dynasty. When you see your opponent that week, you're like, oh, man, he's got Kittle and Kel- or Kelsey. Like, man, I'm going to have to do something extra. <laughs> yeah, good point. All right, Matt, when we come back, I will make my pick and see who I add to my two young quarterbacks. First, I want to tell you about a very good friend of the show. Uh, that's betonline.ag. And the Super Bowl's over. The season is over. Um, you gear up for next year, of course. You can already put bets down on who's going to win the Super Bowl next year. All kinds of future bets. Obviously, the NFL never ends. Thank God. And that's a very much a dynasty thing as well. The season never ends. 
But you could also really hit basketball hard and hockey and baseball's not even that far away, which is amazing to me. Uh, the playoffs in hockey and basketball aren't that far away. College hoops, all those good things. So you got to look into all those type of things. And there's only one place that has you covered and one place here on the Locked On Network that we trust, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON. All caps, all one words, for a 50% welcome bonus. 50% of your cash are going to match. How great is that? Uh, don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. This week, Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to the Locked On Presents podcast feed on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast. Matt, let's continue our team-building segment here. Uh, so you made your pick uh, earlier. You took George Kittle to go along with Patrick Mahomes and Nick Chubb. Now you've got a huge advantage over every other team, uh, at least we think so, at quarterback and at tight end. And you've got a solid RB1 to go with it. I like your start for sure. I like my start, too. Uh, last yeah. week in the first round, I took Justin Herbert. In the second round, I took Joe Burrow. And I talked about the idea of, of starting not necessarily with, with two quarterbacks in the first two rounds, but at least two in the first three. Uh, and, and then when the way it fell, the choices I had in those rounds, I thought it made sense to go with uh, both of those guys, again, coming off successful rookie years, uh, very successful in the case of Justin Herbert. So now I've got two quarterbacks, and I'm definitely looking at other positions. We'll look at the the players that I have to choose from. There's some quarterbacks in this, in this group of players, and uh, while they're sim- certainly tempting to give myself that, that big advantage over you and over every other team uh, in this in this pretend league we've got going, um, I don't think I could consider a third quarterback. So let's look at the options. We've got Baker Mayfield at seven. That is the 3.07 pick. Travis Kelsey, you talked about him. He he wasn't in the top half of the third round, but he's here for me in the bottom half. So I've got Baker Mayfield, Travis Kelsey, Tua Valoa at 3.09, Cam Akers at 3.10, Michael Thomas at 3.11, and Jalen Hurts at 312. 50% just got eliminated, though. <laughs> they, they really did. Yeah. Uh, Baker Mayfield obviously had a, had, a, had a big season, really his best season. I, I still don't totally trust him. If, if I needed a quarterback, too, if I had gone another way instead of that Burrow pick, maybe I would look at Tua here or, or honestly even take a chance on Jalen Hurts. Sure. Uh, but I think with the two quarterbacks, I can eliminate those two guys uh, as well as Tua. And that leaves Travis Kelsey, Cam Akers, and Michael Thomas. Matt, it, 
I mean, you know me well enough to know I'm I'm looking for those players who are not only going to produce, but players who I think have a good chance to gain dynasty value in the coming year, in the coming two years. As great as Travis Kelsey is, as great as Michael Thomas is, I don't think those two guys are going to gain value uh, at this point. Uh, maybe Michael Thomas has that big bounce back year, but... Uh, you know, there's there's even been rumors that he could be traded. So a little bit of uncertainty. If he's not traded, who's his quarterback? Plenty of questions there. This pick actually feels pretty easy. I'm, I'm taking yet another guy coming off his rookie year. I'm taking Cam Akers, the Rams running back. We, we talked about him a, a little bit, uh, I think last week or a couple weeks ago maybe, basically how he had kind of ended the season on such a hot streak and some of those other rookie backs, including Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, even J.K. Dobbins, had kind of hit a hit a wall a little bit. What are what are your thoughts on Acres at this point? Yeah, I mean to be honest with you, if we look at last segment, Acres might have been my pick over Kittle. That would have been a tough decision for me. I would take Acres over Jacobs, who was the only running back presented to me in this exercise. I'm a big believer. I think Stafford helps him. I think that scheme is phenomenal for a running back. I think his reception numbers are only going to go up. That was a little bit worrisome, especially where you sat with two stud quarterbacks already. Akers would have been an easy selection for me here. All right, I think you've agreed with every one of my picks. That makes I that have, makes yeah. me feel makes me feel pretty good. So through three rounds, now you have uh, you're mixing it up a little bit with one of each. You've got Mahomes, you've got Kittle, and you've got Nick Chubb. I've got the two quarterbacks plus Cam Akers. Whose start do you like better? Let's be honest here, Matt. Well, last if you listen to last episode, I offered you my first two picks for your <laughs> first two picks, and you turned me down. You checked yeah. your inbox while we were live. You didn't go for it. No. I would have done that. Um, my Mahomes situation hasn't changed just because of the Super Bowl, by the way. I thought he played phenomenal and just right. could only do so much under the circumstances. Um, I think I'd still rather have yours. Again, Akers might have been my pick over Kittle. Tough call. So if the first two rounds I favored you with those two young quarterbacks and this was a tie, I'm going to stick with it. I still like your team a little better, but I'll catch up to you. I think so. And and one of the other things that could, could maybe be taken away from this conversation is not just strategies, not just players we like or that we're concerned with, but you really want to think about those, those tiers in the draft. Think about where a dead spot is. Think about what round is it that, you feel like you want every player and we're not just talking about first round where we'd all be happy with, with any first rounder basically, but uh, look at ADP, do these, do these similar exercises on your own. Uh, I know I I did something similar to this for an article a couple weeks ago and I got to the fifth round and honestly, there wasn't a single player in the fifth round that I really liked. And Mm. it's, it's not that I wouldn't want them on my team at all, but um Thinking about the value. It's a the, desert, though. It's a dead spot, huh? right? The value just wasn't there. So um, we know this is this is dynasty season. This is dynasty startup season. As you're prepping for your dynasty drafts, make sure you are. Um, like I said, you're doing something like this. You're participating in mock drafts. You're looking at ADP. You're uh, going through these exercises because when you find those dead spots ahead of time. 
you can make trades, you can move up or down within your draft, and, and you don't get stuck with uh, choosing between a handful of players that you just don't really like. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say, too, is let's say you want to move up in the third round. Well, offer your fifth then, if that's the dead spot. Or if you're trading down and your trade partner says, well, yeah, I'll throw in a fifth. We're like, eh, why don't you throw in a seventh and a next year pick? You know, like, avoid yeah, that area exactly. and set yourself up of well ahead of time. Be a chess player, you know, don't just react. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, we, you know, we would always think, oh, I'd rather have a fifth than a seventh. But um, you, you look at the seventh round, the value feels a lot better, and you're getting a, a Twenty-two second thrown in or something mm-hmm. like that. Absolutely great, great advice there, Matt. When we come back, we will continue our rookie profile series. We're going to take a look at Rashad Bateman this week. Yeah, I'm excited to do that. But but first, I want to tell you guys about RockAuto.com. Uh, with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models of vehicles out there, it's pretty much impossible now to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So what you do is you have computers just like everyone else to access rockauto.com at home and in your pocket on your phone. You know, you, maybe you repair your car to save money or maybe it's just something that you're into doing uh, as, a, as a hobby to get the coolest ride you possibly can. Rockauto.com is the place to make that happen. Um, I've mentioned this before, but the chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics as opposed to you guys out there, the do-it-yourselfers. And Rock Auto's prices are the same for everyone and they're re- re- reliably low the rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on the market will bear. Uh, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Uh, the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Again, even if it's on your laptop or on your phone. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how do you hear about us box so they know we sent you. That's locked on, all caps, two words. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On. Who is that guy? (laughs) Host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And those are still going all off season. Is that right, Matt? Oh, yeah. Five days a week. We're cranking it out. Went over the Super Bowl on Monday. I uh, released a mock draft recently. We're going to break down all kinds of good stuff going on there. We start getting a lot more guests as well. Awesome. You are right. The NFL season never ends. Um, some, some just call it the non-playing season. So no yeah. games, but still plenty going on. Uh, one thing going on is getting ready for these rookies. We are, uh, we're, we're just a couple months from the NFL draft now, about two and a half months from the NFL draft. Uh, we're taking an early look at some of these rookies. We started this, uh, last week. I think that was, 
We churned through several last week. We're moving on, moving down the ranks. Today we're talking about Minnesota wide receiver Rashad Bateman. You know, Bateman really, really took off as a sophomore a year ago. And and, uh, I know we had Tyler Johnson, his teammate in that class last year, and I was... I was wishing it was Bateman. Instead, he had to wait one more year, and that that did end up being a great thing. Of course, we know what a what a wild year it's been. Bateman opted out of the season. Uh, the Big Ten kind of changed their mind and decided they were going to play. He opted back in. He played a few games. He opted back out. It was kind of a season to forget for Bateman, but I think he gave us enough. Just like. Uh, just like we talked about Jamar Chase last week, I think he gave us enough to to kind of know what to expect with with Bateman as he transitions to the NFL. He's 6'1", 210 pounds. I mean, really a sturdy wide receiver. And when you look at the pros for this guy, it's basically everything. He does pretty much everything well. A, a good, solid route runner. He's got... Um, very good hands, good ball skills. He's he's played inside and out. He's played in the slot. Did a, got a lot of underneath stuff for Minnesota, but uh, I think he can be a deep threat as well. Um, he he doesn't have a elite speed, but you know not not, not slow, many yeah. not many do right. Um, what have you taken away, Matt, on on your early look at Rashad Bateman? Yeah, I mean on the surface. It feels like the whole COVID situation, the opt-out, the Big Ten, all those things probably didn't help his cause because we haven't seen a ton of him since he was really doing well and you know flying high. I, I bet the NFL doesn't fall for that, though, and is very attractive at him. Maybe pick 20 to 35-ish in that neighborhood. I mean, these receivers are hard to shake out in order right now. But from what I've seen, he's, as you mentioned, a strong body type the type of receiver, and we'll get the comps here in a minute, that seems to translate really well to the NFL. And I don't care if he runs a 4-4 flat. I mean, there's a lot of 4-5-5, right. 4-6 guys out there catching a ton of balls at the NFL level. Physical guy, um, not, not not bashful at all. The versatility is key. I mean, you see the Michael Thomases of the world line up in the slot. I think he has a physicality to do that as well as outside. I I don't think he's gonna last super long on draft day. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, but you you kind of brought it up just just with the obviously with COVID with the just really the way it has wrecked a lot of uh, a lot of college seasons. Yeah, and I I don't know. I I just I'm interested to see the impact that has from a scouting perspective. Uh, we already know there's not going to be a combine it's going to be very different basically relying on pro days and and there's been a lot of a, a lot of thoughts out there in previous years that you can't really trust pro days um you know the numbers are fudged a little bit and and really everybody looks to the combine for that so i think this is really going to be an interesting year top to bottom i think what's ultimately going to result in from that is that uh, both NFL teams and dynasty players are going to be able to find some late round steals. Uh, I don't think Rashad Bateman will be one of those because mm-hmm. ultimately I think you're right. He's he's going to be a late first rounder or an early day two pick. But the, the class again is, is so deep. You know, if you told me he fell to the middle of the second round or even the end of the second round, 
it wouldn't be super shocking. I mean, we, we basically saw that happen to a guy like DK Metcalf. Yeah. And I'm going to jump ahead a little here and just mention, you know, the landing spots, there's many we could list, but there's one I want to bring up. And I just wonder how you think this would affect his rookie draft value. And that's green Bay. What if he's a Packers first round pick? The Packers have to do something, obviously, mm-hmm. wide receiver. I mean, that's that's kind of a given, yeah. Right, right. That's just so obvious. Of course, we thought it was obvious last year as well, and, and it didn't happen. Um, but I, I think whoever it is, whether it's one of these rookies in, in the first or second round, or if it is uh, a, a free agent that they go out and get, he's going to become a, a, a hot commodity so quickly. Uh, so yeah, if, if it's Bateman, then right now I think he's somewhere in that mid to late first round range. If you're talking about dynasty rookie drafts, yeah, I think we could see him anywhere from, from five or six to 10 or 12. Honestly, it's a, it's a big range because again, the depth of the, of the receiver class and it, it really is going to kind of come down to landing spot and draft capital. But if it's Packers in round one, then he's going to be closer to that uh, four, five, six range, and certainly not at the end of the round. I, I would love him, obviously, with the Packers. Really, I, I would take any any wide receiver with the Packers at this point. Uh, let's talk a little bit about comps. I, I I've mentioned it on here before. This is not my strong suit, so I'm basically stealing um, stealing work here. I'm looking off others' papers. I've seen Michael Thomas. And Keenan Allen, both mentioned as comps. The Keenan Allen comp comes from PFF. Uh, but I, I had to hit up our guy, Ray Garvin. We, again, if you... Uh, oh, check him out. Yeah, if you haven't looked at Ray's work lately, he's he's everywhere. You can find him out there. Uh, Ray GQ on Twitter. Uh, Ray was with us last offseason for these rookie profiles and uh, did did such a great job. But I, I had to hit up Ray and, and see who he thought of when he watched Rashad Bateman. He gave me two names, and both of them got me pretty excited. Allen Robinson and Chris Godwin. Hmm. What are you thinking about those, Matt? Yeah, and when you mentioned Thomas and Allen, uh, I didn't you know, have a problem with it, but I thought, wow, those guys are elite route runners, You know, setting up guys, coming out of their breaks. I don't know that I see that or yet in Bateman in my studies where Robinson really adds up. Godwin's somewhere in between to me. Godwin's very physical. Robinson's a jump ball guy in addition to doing many other things. Boy, if he's close to Robinson or Godwin and you get him at the 1-8 no matter where he lands, you'll take it. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to quote Ray here because it's a quick quote. Mm-hmm. He's that good. Wow, that's that's it. That's his quote about Rashad Bateman when talking about uh, when when putting him in that class of Allen Robinson and Chris Godwin. He's that good. So Bateman is. I mean, if you go back a year before COVID, before uh, all of this, that has kind of skewed things a little bit. Bateman was in the conversation with Jamar Chase, honestly, to be that that top wide receiver uh, drafted. In fact. Um, when I was doing Devi rankings for DLF going back about 14 months or so ago, it wasn't Jamar Chase that I had as the top wide receiver in this class. It was Rashad Bateman. Really? So, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm with Ray that he's that good. I think 
we're, we're going to have to kind of wipe this year uh, out of our minds if, if that's possible and really just, uh, just focus on what we've seen from Bateman in, you know, in a normal year, I think yeah. is, is going to be the fair way to look at him, but I'm excited about him. I'm excited about this entire class. It's, it's another really strong class, especially at that wide receiver position. I don't have a great feel for where he might fall uh, overall in wide receivers. I'm looking at our ADP right now. I mean, you've got a guy like Cortland Sutton uh, at wide receiver mm, 26. Uh, if you go a little further, even like Jalen Rager was one of, of course, one of the hot rookie names from a year ago. He's down at 34. Even even Julio Jones and Odell Beckham, wide receiver 36 and 37. So. That I definitely was, would take him over a Rager or a Pittman at this point. Right. That was, that was part of our conversation with that, that team building segment was the depth of the wide receiver position. And uh, it's, it's never been more obvious than just looking at these rankings or at ADP. So, you know, Bateman's probably not going to come in as a, as a wide receiver too, as a top 24 guy, but that's not a knock on him. No, I'm sitting here thinking Sutton versus Bateman. Boy, I really like Sutton, and that's a conversation, and that's a, a another one kind of like Ray saying he's that good from Robinson and Godwin. If I'm contemplating him for Sutton right now, who's also a little out of sight, out of mind, and uh, right. like you know, but that's high, high praise. Yeah, absolutely. Matt, that does it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.